I know the program says our response, and if you've been here before, you say, when these two walk up, it's time for the offering. They're both true. Because our response is to God's love, and our response is by sharing that love with others. Just wondering how many of you spent time on your knees last night? Anyone? For those of you that weren't here with us last night, you missed a wonderful program. But you also missed the challenge that we put out that you go home to wherever home was and kneel down with your envelope. Did anybody do that? I prayed for you. I kept up my part. And you know, um, it was kind of a short night's sleep. Even though I would wake up periodically, I did awaken this morning feeling very refreshed. And so what was going on in between all of that? I was praying for you. We come here to convention and we soak it all in. I mean, we're not even halfway through this morning's program. Can you soak in some more? Is it exciting to hear the stories and to hear the opportunities? And brothers and sisters, I don't want us to ever believe that these opportunities, these windows will be open forever. They will not. They will not. We heard Bruce Farley last night talk about India and how we were so excited when Ron Watts gave the invitation and the window was open and we moved in and there have been phenomenal modern day miracles happen in India. And Bruce gave us indication that those windows are closing. Cuba has opened up to us in the past and then things tighten up again, and then they loosen up again. And so as I was praying for you last night, I said, Lord, what, what do we say? It's, it's all been said. As a matter of fact, a few minutes ago, Paul and I were out in the hall, and we said to each other, what do we say? It's all been said. It's so inspirational. But we realize, as Keith Jacobson just reminded us, that we are the formal ask. We are the ask where we say to you, please put the commitment down. So will you turn with me to your programs for those of you that were not here last night because I know that those of you that were here have your envelope already filled and ready to go. Open to that envelope and we're going to go over the projects one more time. We did it briefly last night. I want to remind you that at the top of the list is the one day church. Do you remember that just one year ago we were in this very sanctuary and Paul Rosera stood up and said that he had a need for his division of 50,000 churches. And we all went gulp. And do you realize what a wonderful and creative and providing God we have that one year later, what do we have? A one-day church. Nothing is impossible with our God. Absolutely nothing is impossible. We sit here and we call ourselves Christians. What does that mean? What does that term mean? Shout it out to me. Christ-like. What else? Followers of Christ. We, there's another title we bear. We call ourselves Maranatha. What does that mean, Don? What did Garwin say? Jesus, come quickly. Well, do you know that we sat here and we sang our theme song, which is, I would rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I would rather have Jesus than men's applaud. I would rather have Jesus. 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 
I would rather have Jesus. Is it lip service? Do we mean it? I'm talking to myself too. Do we mean it? Are we willing to put our trust in even our finances? So at the top of the list in the envelope is the one-day church. It does not mean that that's all of the commitments that we've made. There are many opportunities to jump in here. Mozambique, we've already heard about Mozambique and, and how the opportunity, that window is open. The, the church buildings are being used, not just on Sabbath mornings. We're so used to that here in North America. Those buildings are being used to God's glory every day of the week. India, we've heard about India. Wonderful things in India. Educational opportunities for children who never dreamt that they'd have the opportunity. Never. Church buildings. Church buildings that are being so um, filled on Sabbath mornings that you'd think that the walls were going to burst. Ecuador. Ecuador, where we put a church building in a neighborhood, and within months, that church family is planting another church family. How much more excited can you get than that? You are part of that process, brothers and sisters. You're part of it. Chile. Many of us are going into Chile this next year. Excited. excited. I know the church that we're going to build, the pastor has seven congregations that he watches over, many of them church plants. Our particular project is right outside the door of a, of a school, and the church is being planted by the staff and the faculty at that um, school. They said, here we are, we're processing these kids through our education system, and then they get lost back into the community, let's plant a church. And they started in their cafeteria, and lo and behold, in a very short period of time, they are out of space, and we get, we, we are allowed the privilege of going and planting that church. The next one is um, one that's near and dear, well, we've got convention expenses, but um, in addition to that, Paul has I a I want to talk about spot. the Maranatha Fund. Go for it. So we mentioned last night, this is an incredible international construction company. And did you see those video clips we've been watching? I work in industry. Those clips would cost an absolute fortune to produce. They're done by Maranatha. All these things, the volunteer magazine. When you arrive on a, a Maranatha mission trip, somebody's there to meet you at the airport. The steel is up, the concrete slab is down. They've already set up a steel production unit in that country. There are so many things that have to happen to be able to build a church. And that's what the Maranatha Fund supports. Please put that on your list. And also, Maranatha Mission Stories. How many of you watch them? Great set of hands. They are incredible, but think of doing that every week. Maranatha does it. Put Maranatha Mission Stories as part of your giving. Lionel, I just heard the comment that the greatest blessing, if I am saying it correctly, is for a church family to have a home. Last night, Ron Kelly and this morning, Keith and Kerry told me what the second greatest blessing is, if you can rank them, and that is to help someone else have a church home. And what I have seen that happens to their churches, the impossible, we're doing a remodel, we've got all these expenses and we're gonna suddenly add $100,000 on top of that, can't be done. Can't be done, but the church does it and it comes out stronger than ever. Now, on your envelope, there's a thing that says, my gift is a pledge that will be paid by. 
And I know what Maranatha wants there. They want a date. I'd like to change that. I think that that pledge can be paid by lemonade, by dog treats, by salsa, and if you have the land, raising some calves. But I'm going to be bold and ask, think, what could you do this coming year that could generate some income and add that on to one of these items, the One Day Church, Mozambique, etc.? Walk out in faith and see if the Lord doesn't bless you. I saw it happen at Carmichael. I know it's happened at the Cicero Church. It happens at so many places. And before I forget, one would the deacons come down. I'm also going to mention that right now you might be filling out this card quickly and trying to write a check. This is not, these are not decisions to be made just because we're up here and asking. So if you don't have the time that you would like, or if you want to pray with your spouse or talk with your family, don't turn in this envelope right now. Make the right decision. This is extremely important. You can drop the envelope off afterwards at the welcome desk, send it in, whatever you would like. But we've seen all these things that are happening. What we're doing right now, our response is incredibly important. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, from your bounty, from your love, we are honored, we are privileged, and it is a joy to return unto you. Because Father, as Garwin said, when he looks at these churches, he doesn't see the mortar. He doesn't see whatever it takes to build them. He sees young and old from every corner of the nation in heaven looking face to face with you. Father, thank you that we can work with you on this absolutely wonderful commission. In Jesus' name, amen. And as the ushers come forward, I want to remind you of one more name that you have sung in song probably many, many times, and that name is El Shaddai. And do you know what El Shaddai represents and what it stands for about the character of God? Are you ready for this? El Shaddai, the God who is sufficient for the needs of his people. <laughs>